Hello there, you're listening to the Watson's Daily Podcast with me, Peter Watson, on Wednesday the 12th of October. Today I am joined by Hamzi Kumar, who is a Watson's Daily Ambassador. Hey there Hamzi, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Peter, how are you? Yep, very good, very good. Um, So what story did you pick out from today's Watson's Daily then? The story I picked out was about European uh, wind industry struggling with rising costs. That was in the FT. Yep. And I picked it out for two reasons. Um, yep. Firstly, I think that it, it really shows how macroeconomic factors affect a specific industry. Yeah. And um, I also find it really interesting that in a time where you there is a lot of demand for energy, yeah. Um, uh, this, this specific industry is actually struggling. Mm. Um, so they certain companies are cutting jobs despite mm. you know the energy crisis. Yeah, and that is a shocker, isn't it? I mean, yeah. you'd think that obviously you know if you are in the wind industry and turbine manufacturers, you, you'd think you you almost can't fail but to make money in a in a you know an environment like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. You know, you've we've seen um, Europe trying to increase domestic energy supply because of what's happening in Ukraine. Mm. Um, yet GE Renewables and Siemens Gamesa announced job mm. cuts. Mm. And there's basically three like overlying like three issues basically. Mm-hmm. The first issue is cost. So you have yeah. inflation, which is the our favorite subject here. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Love it. Love a bit of inflation. Well, you know, well not really, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, And then that causing like a rise in the cost of key materials. Mm -hmm. So the process of the cost of making turbines are more expensive. Mm. But then you think, oh, can you pass on these costs to customers and the Mm -hmm. manufacturers? They're locked into prices set years in advance. Mm. So they they can't pass it on. And because of issues in the supply chain, it takes a longer time to actually finish the product. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you have another issue of the fact that the supply supply chain delays by initially by the pandemic and now Russia and the the contracts that these manufacturers have entered into have you know they have uh, clauses that that they're known as liquidated damages. Mm-hmm. So it's basically a set amount where if there's like a breach for non-delivery or delay, you have to pay this set amount because you mm-hmm. have the agreement that you've had. Mm-hmm. And so you they're not selling enough turbines and now because of the delay and now they have to pay more because of the delay and that's impacting their bottom line, mm-hmm. which is mm-hmm. you know, a catch-22 situation for everyone mm-hmm. involved. The second thing I, I found interesting from the article is the impact of China. Mm-hmm. So there are concerns that China will do because they have a large production base for many yeah. uh, key components mm-hmm. and they can build the turbines for less. Currently, they're focusing more on emerging markets, but there, there is a potential for them to move into Europe. Yeah. So it will be interesting to see how wind energy is seen as a national security interest. We mm. saw that with the Sizewell Sea nuclear plant. Um, but obviously nuclear is different from wind. So we don't know how governments would react, especially if they want 
investment to meet sort of their promises under the Paris Agreement. Mm. And it goes to another, like another point, which is the issue or the role of governments yeah. and how they set up the process for the industry to, industry to thrive. So the mm. industry has complained about the fact that it already takes a long time to build these farms, yeah. these turbines, but the, even to get approval for projects like wind projects, it can take up to 10 years. Mm. Mm. And mm. the industry is also complaining about the fact that when governments assess offers for things like generation of electricity, they're mm. not considering other factors and, yeah. they, and they want the governments to consider things like whether turbine parts are recyclable. And yeah. they also want governments to accelerate the deployment of wind energy, like, you know, hitting, increasing their targets, mm. expansion in electricity grids. Yeah. And I think that's very interesting because it could, we could also relate it to another story in the daily today about countries being in a growth stage. So if mm. countries are in a growth stage, they are more likely to invest but with recession and inflation, you know, there, there will be some hesitancy. Although the IMF has said that UK is likely to be in a growth stage, we, we cannot predict for sure um, mm. how that would impact the UK specifically. Because it is a big topic with the UK as well. The article focuses on Europe, but, you know, mm. there's been ish- discussion about how the UK can be more energy resilient. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I think this is, you know, I mean, this is a fascinating topic. Uh, I mean, obviously, um, uh, you know, it, it's it's something at the, at the forefront of everyone's minds at the moment with energy costs rising, what, um, countries wanting to wean themselves off um, using um, energy, any kind of energy that basically emanates from Russia. Um, so it is it is a very, uh, very hot topic. It's also, I thought, it, it will probably be surprising for a lot of people, the fact that, you know their their um, uh, job losses and and things like this, but given the way that uh, the business is done at the moment with regard to long contracts and things that they, that tie them in, um, you can imagine that even though um, e- even though there should be more money coming into it, the f- they are they they're doing it with their hands they're doing it with their hands tied. So mm-hmm. yeah, so I mean it's it's a, it's very difficult. I mean. Oh, and the other the other thing that I just wanted to add here in terms of when you're talking about stuff like this, um, it does make me think of, um, you know, when I when I was stockbroking, um, when you think of a theme and let's say so in this in this case, we're talking about um, winds power. Everyone immediately thinks of uh you know like wind wind turbines and 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 things like that and that is the first port of call so when i was recommending say uh buying a company a company's shares um you know of a particular company um when i was doing that you, you recommend that but also to actually do even better than that you need to go beneath the surface a bit more you need to um look at so you know with with say wind turbines who makes the blades who makes the motors that go in the turb you know that in the middle of the mm-hmm. turbine who makes the whatever it is because i don't know the the, you know, the parts <laughs> but you know the thing the, the thing that connects the thing that goes round with the battery <laughs> 
that then goes everywhere else, right? I mean, I don't know what all the technical phrases are, but, you know, you need to look at those things because there is some, there, sometimes there are parts that are common to whatever, uh, you know, to, to, to whoever manages, uh, whoever manufactures the turbines. Actually, a good example of this is you've probably come across a YKK zip somewhere either on on a on your on your clothing or on on um you know rucksacks or something do you i don't know maybe you maybe you haven't have you heard of ykk zips yeah i have yeah, yeah. okay i'm glad you said that i'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll pay you later i'll pay you later but but the but the but you know like ykk zips it's like everywhere it's one company it's a japanese company ykk Mm-hmm. Right. It's, it's, oh, I don't know. Maybe there's a there's a you know, there might be a parent company. It's called something else, but it's Japanese company. And yet it zips appear on, you know, che- on really high end stuff on not so high end stuff. But they have this common thing. And the reason is, is they they make zips that don't break. Well, you know, I mean, they do break, I'm sure. But, you know, they are they are pro- seen as the most reliable thing. And they are, they form a part of a, a, an important part of clothing, whatever price point. So, you know, if you can find the YKK zip of, um, of winds turbines, that's something else to consider when you are thinking about, um, you know, t- talking about these kinds of things. It's not just the company that comes out, but it's a bit like uh, Apple. You talk about Apple and until it made its own chips, you then ha- you had to talk about Qualcomm or Intel or whatever, because their chips were in there as well. So if Apple sales go up, the chip sales of those other companies, the chip sales will go up and those other companies do well as well. So it's, it's very interesting. I mean, this, like I say, I'm, I just thought I'd say this now um, in this podcast, because you know, I, obviously I want everyone who's who's listening to this podcast to try to think a bit differently than they would do normally. And this is an example of how to look at things in a slightly different way than you would, you know, than, than most people would. So, yeah, sorry, bit of a rant there. But, uh, but I mean, have you got any further thoughts on that? No, I, although I have to admit, the, the reason I know about YKK is because of an outcast song. Um. <laughs> okay, all right. Okay, yeah, fair enough. Yeah. You, you should have yeah. just kept that. Che- just keep that secret. Yeah. Should, you could just between us, right? No, no one will know. No one will yeah. know. Um, <laughs> but anyway, yeah. Um, okay, uh, I'm trying to think what YKK stands for. I bet it's uh, something Kabushiki Kaisha, which you know is basically limited or uh, limited company. I think it means in Japanese. But anyway, uh, right. So yes, okay. So um, wind wind power done. Um, interesting subject and will continue to be so for a very long time Um, and it's real now you know I think over the years you've seen interest wax and wane over time but actually now it really is real because companies and countries really have to think about energy where they're getting it from and the the efficiencies of, of getting better all the time so yeah should be good right then so um, I'm going to talk about um, the the thing, um, you know, the subject that I was uh, I picked out today um, probably is going to sound like a bit of a rant here. But um, but anyway, um, it's British fault. 
Now, British Vault, for those who need a bit of a reminder, is a British company. Um, is set to make it's a giga it's building currently building a gigafactory in Northumberland to make electric uh, batteries for electric vehicles. Um, it's got some high profile investors like uh, Glencore and others. It's got potential business sort of signed, uh, you know, so actually they could still go back on it, but um, it, you know, with the likes of Aston Martin and and Lotus and others. And yet, you know, um, in the last, say, six months or so, I think, um, they've lost their co-founders. Um, mm. So CEO, they've got the, – so there's a, there's a management vacuum. Um, they are facing higher, higher costs. And what they've decided to do is they are um, kicking back production date, which was going to be 2024, I believe, to 2025. And it seems that now there is a uh, Slovakian company called Innobat, um, who British Vaults is talking to, potentially either selling itself to, you know, selling it or selling the site, or a merger with this um, with Innobat. Um, so it's it. I just think that this is a very real. This is a bit of a shocker. I mean, I, I think the British vault has been a bit of a shocker recently. It didn't seem so long ago where the when the government was really pushing British vaults as a great British hope. Um, it would put us at the, at the at the you know cutting edge of electric va- um, electric battery te- vehicle battery technology, and yet now look at it. You know, um, so I mean, I don't know. Do you, do you what, how, how do you feel about this? Well, I th- yeah, I do think it's sad because, you know, there was so much, you know, positivity around British Vault and their factory mm. and how, you know, they were they were getting like orders from Aston Martin and, you know, mm. they've seen this, oh, the British company that could take on the likes of LG and Samsung. Mm. Um, then, you know, I think recently they postponed production until like 2025 and they said it was because of energy costs which had an effect on construction mm. but i do wonder how, how i mean they are in a very precarious situation so there might be a need either for a government bailout or mm. for another company yeah. to buy over but then if you sort of do want it to be a british company because mm. of the interests involved yeah i mean i think that you know, the way I would look at this is that um, this is potentially a company that we could be proud of. Um, it is also a company that is or will potentially provide a lot of jobs in the north of England. You know, so and politically, I would say that actually a bailout of sorts by the government of British vaults was at the same time as um, signalling a real commitment to the levelling up, levelling up agenda, um, you know, at, at which actually was reinforced again, you know, when um, Truss recently did a U-turn of the U-turn um, <laughs> before for eight for for the um, rail uh, railway link in the north, you know, this could be quite useful um, as a 
you know, it could be quite a useful thing to do for the government. Uh, whilst at the same time, if they let's say they bought into it, took a 50 percent stake or something, um, then maybe they might even make some money out of it at a later stage. But my point is, is that I think that the government should at least try, because the last time I can remember when something like this sort of like this happened was when Arm was uh, so Arm Holdings, which makes and designs chips for smartphones and things um arm holdings was basically the jewel in the crown of british technology and yet it was sold in i think 2016 to japan's softbank now you know in the current climate of of war and countries mistrusting each other more than they normally do um You'd have thought that that would be a relatively safe bet, you know, um, soft bank, um, lots of money, um, you know, all, all about tech. Um, they promised that they would keep headquarters over here. They promised that they wouldn't shed any jobs. Um, and here we are a few years down the road and SoftBank is trying to get rid of it. Um, you know, it's a lot of its um, tech holdings have taken a massive hit. Arm is is clearly a very saleable asset, um, in theory, anyway, and um, and and now they are trying to offload it in some way. So, I mean, it it just seems you know is British Vault going to go down the same road, or will the government think of what happened with Arm Holdings um, and its current situation and think actually maybe we should do something now about British fault become before it becomes too unwieldy. And, you know, maybe we could potentially make some money out of this. So I, I think that, um, I think that it's an interesting story. I think that um, it's, it's sad that things have come to this so quickly, really for British faults. Um, but I think that the government needs to get involved and it needs to do it sooner or you know sooner rather than later um to calm down any kind of potential outflow of investors because that's the thing i mean if if glencore says do you know what actually i think we've had enough don't you know and they and they leave then you might see an exodus because others may think well you know that they've they've gone they know what they're doing maybe, maybe we should go as well or and or um, other companies will be thinking of their own expenses and cutting down on expenses um, and looking looking at, you know, looking at exiting using that excuse. Like, sorry, we can't afford to invest in this anymore. So I don't know. I I think it's, it's very sad. Um, I think it's it seems like it's savable. Um, but and, and I think that the government could get quite a good win out of this. But, you know, it's 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 not ideal. It's not ideal. But uh, yeah, I mean, did you have any further thoughts on that at all? I, I do agree that this would be a great move politically for the Conservative mm. Party, you know, historically, mm. because of Thatcherism, the North has mm. sort of seen the Conservative Party as you know, not considering their interests, although they did do better than Labour mm. in the last election in the North, which was newsworthy. Mm. There's been further alienation um, because of the specific um, values, yeah, um, and and how the North is always sort of 
not as economically um, developed as mm. the South because of London being here. Mm. Um, so I, I do think that, especially with all the U-turns they've mm. had, they've mm. given Labour so much political ammunition yeah. that um, it would be a great move for them to sort mm. of have some good news. Yeah, <laughs> in their I think so. I think so. But we'll see, won't we? And and by the way, if it does happen, it'll be all over the front pages that because mm-hmm. it'll be like a you know we are investing, we're you know we're all about growth, blah blah blah. I mean, it feeds into so many of the things that they want to show people that they're doing. Yeah. So I'll be surprised if they don't get involved. Um, and the Slovakia, because I again, this is this you know it would be another gift um, to all of the opposition if um, you know British fault goes goes to you know um goes out so yeah but uh but anyway yeah it's um yeah there you go um so i think we better better stop there um on that on that note um so thank you very much uh hamsey uh very interesting lot lots to talk about today lots yeah. of interesting things today um and um thank you very much for listeners for listening um all brilliant as always and thank you very much and we'll be back again tomorrow so thank you very much for listening we'll see you well see you kind of can't (laughs) see you can we but you know you know what i mean uh we'll be back again tomorrow many thanks bye bye